Talking Basketball Podcast. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Talking Basketball Podcast. I am Mark. And that's right, that's Paul. He hasn't made it into the studio today. And swanning himself off in Oz and decided, you know what? I'm just going to take the day off. Now, I think he's a bit jet lagged today, so what we're going to do is we're going to give him a call. So let's see how this works today. It could all go horribly wrong. Hello. Oh, look who it is. Nice of you to join us. Are you doing the podcast, are you? Yes, I am. <laughs> are we live? <laughs> yes, we are. Are you, oh. are, you, are you in bed or have you actually made it downstairs? Are you sort of, you know, human? No, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in bed. Apologies for not being in the studio. Well, I'm kind of glad um, you... Well, hang on. You're, all right, yeah. We'll just we'll skate past that horrific image. You, have, have you still got the beeping on the um on on your mixing desk thing i will have a check let me have a little look see well oh no it's just gonna be some flagrant abuse yes aimed towards the the sick person on the plane that was coughing and <laughs> coughing and spluttering well i can give you on the plane what i do is i did i did have it on here but i changed it so what we can do is you can have an honorary <laughs> So every time you're going to say something that's a bit inappropriate, I'll stick one of them in there instead. Okay. Well, can I can I say a quick shout out to the person on the plane who was ill? Yeah, go go for it. Hey, person who's ill on the plane, um, go for <laughs> yourself. <laughs> you have to beat that out. I, but to I, everyone else, yeah. To everyone else, I'm swishing you a. Happy New Year. Swishing us, are you? Swishing you a Happy New Year. So, uh, basically, from what I can understand, Paul has come back from holiday and picked up a nice bug on the aeroplane, which, you know, we all do that occasionally, don't we? It's uh, who, who can spread the cold around the fastest. How close was yeah. this? How close was the ill person to your proximity? Oh, like four or five chairs to my right. <laughs> You sat on the plane and they were just like, <laughs> and oh, just like, good. oh my god, put them in quarantine uh, now, just uh, chuck them off. Uh, uh, just, just for all of our pleasure, how how long a flight was that? That one, um, that one wasn't too bad. That one was, I think, seven and a half hours, and that was <laughs> literally after sitting in an airport for three hours after a 13 and a half hour flight well listen we've all seen world war z or most of us have so we know how quickly that virus spreads we've all gone yeah. through the pandemic we know it's uh weirdly many years ago i did a whole study on how a cold goes around an airplane fun fact um and it turns out it's a little bit more like um what's that film final destination we're talking about all the great ones in planes here aren't we <laughs> where it's not actually like the person who's next to you because it goes up into the vents and then it'll get dispersed. Someone like four seats down and seven seats across or something because that's how the airflow sort of works in the plane. So if the person could be right next to you, yeah, you're probably going to get it. But if they're like two or three seats away, it'll actually infect someone maybe further away from you sometimes. Oh, wonderful. Yes. Well, well he spread that. Well, yeah, plenty of time to spread that around. 
that's where I I am, and um, I know we were talking about <clears throat> doing the. Um, no, there's something even more important than that. First, what did you what? eat on the plane? I think it's like it's really weird. I think it was like Christmas dinner. No one is interested in what I ate on the plane, but it was like a Christmas dinner. It was like turkey and potatoes, which I thought was quite bizarre. Yeah, it's a bit weird. I guess they had load left over from Christmas. They just went, yeah, this is Christmas themed. Yeah, but I always take snacks on planes. I literally, I take a rucksack full of snacks. What is your go-to snack on a plane? Chocolate crisps, done. Chocolate crisps? Chocolate, no, not chocolate crisps. Chocolate (laughs) slash crisps slash Pepsi. Wow, okay. So you you went to... I'm advertising Pepsi now. But you are... Yeah, Pepsi, PepsiCo, get get hold of us. <laughs> send send Paul a free but, pizza. You'll be happy with that. Yeah, but I am back. I you am back. back. And um, just feeling like yeah. a car crash. <laughs> well, do you know what? Bit. You've missed you've missed a few good games in the BBL. There's some some really tight ones, especially oh, this last it's week. It's over. Really? I kind of was off. I was kind of out the matrix for like five days, and I came back, looked at the league, and was like, "Oh, it's done." Like I saw. Caledonia and Phoenix picked up a couple of losses there and it was yeah. like oh geez the league is done you know well, to give I'll ev- go back to just mark the trophy it's done to give everyone the quick rundown uh, the order is Lions Caledonia Cheshire then Eagles Sheffield Sharks Bristol Flyers Leicester Surrey Manchester and Plymouth for the bomb and although London do have like three games in hand above almost everyone except I think Manchester they've got two games over then so they do have a few more games points different wise you're looking like 44 over 26 and actually you said a comment when um when i when i phoned you on the way back and you said i looked at the league and it i think it was sky that you said that you saw it on and they just the way that they show it it was like london lines are 44 points and then, yeah they show they show games played and points they don't show the wins no and so and literally it was like caledonia the next nearest ones on 26 you go it, it, it makes it look like such a gulf between um, yeah. it, it, you just sort of think what's the point whereas what's interesting you know and we've got to be fair to the other teams Leicester Riders are points are on 20 and they're in 7th Caledonia are 26 points and they're in 2nd so those 5 places they are going to be chopping and changing there's a few people on 22 those places are going to be changing and we've, we've seen a little bit of action while you've been away over the last sort of 10-12 days um, hey, look, I, I did notice I saw William Lee's stat for the Manchester Giants. Man, he has. looked like he's had a, a great week 16 by the looks of it. Yeah, he has. And, um, and do you know what? I will say this. Um, there's been two games, and they're very, very sort of almost in quick succession. But it was Caledonia versus the Lions, and and that was at the very end of December. And sorry, Scorchers against the Lions. It's the first day of the new year. Um those games both of them because the Lions have been hit by quite a lot of injuries those games the Lions had to claw them back to, to win them they were you know up to the first half first three quarters the, the Caledonia and Surrey were ahead and Lions had to find some depth and you know that's you've got to give credit to the team it shows their class they found depth even with injuries and still overcame um, and well, I think that's a trend with the Lions you know because <laughs> Yeah. Every every game I see, if you look at it, they go, they tend to go down early. Yeah. Um, 
like when I was in Australia and there was two games that I were talked about, they came back from behind in the fourth quarter to win. Yeah. And then after that podcast went out, like the next day they were at home to Europe, exact yep. same thing happened. They came back from behind to win that one. And then you got these like last two games. So I, I don't know if it's that they just don't start. I'm just going to have to, I'm going to really concentrate on that. I don't yeah. know if it's that they don't start well or teams are pumped up for them because they've got that golf. Maybe that's it. Maybe the other teams are thinking we have to get the hard start because they get a slow start. So we have to get the hard start. So almost London, if they know that they get a slow start, maybe they manage that and say, hey, let's let them have a little flyer. Obviously, you don't want to let people have points, but at the same time, you go, we know we, we've got plenty in the tank. We can put our foot down. But on saying that, when you look at the games, it was, you know, Surrey Scorchers are in sort of seventh, eighth position. They are, The Lions only beaten by five. And they're getting these games because they, they're very injury-ridden. You think, oh, that's tough. Oh, that's tough. And um, yeah really 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 interesting to see that there is that pattern forming so i'm glad you picked up on that despite your sitting on a beach yeah well can i can i highlight something else seeing as i've got zero filter today <laughs> um i was literally up at like 4 30 the other night um and i was up and i was up about like wide awake and i put sky sports on i was watching it and that's when I saw the league. I went, all oh, right, that's they just they just do it a certain, put it a certain way. And I was like, yeah, I think they should maybe do it a bit similar to the football, but it doesn't matter. But what I did notice was I sat there and listened to Sky Sports News talk about darts for like freaking twenty minutes. <laughs> and then I go, and then I get in my car and I listen to darts for twenty minutes. Um, I don't know if it's like some world championship or something at the moment. Darts, are different. all they've been talking about is darts in on the radio and in all the newspapers and stuff. And I get it, it's the world championships. I mean, look, I'm not being harsh on people who like darts. It looks like good fun, but it's not really a sport, is it? Not no. really. You don't break a sweat. Um, but it's like, why aren't you getting basketball being talked about as much as freaking darts like this really irritates me when <clears throat> the only thing you'll hear on say bbc radio or whatever radio station is about basketball will be when someone is nba champion you'll say oh and you know the denver nuggets beat you know milwaukee bucks in whatever however games it was become champion someone's got mvp that is their year's journalism in, in basketball Yes, yeah. and when i'm listening to 20 minutes of darts and sky sports news i was just yeah. like i could be wrong here i've got no facts to back me up but i think basketball is a more popular sport than darts no it is it's, you anyone can go look on google now it's the it was between the second and fourth and it bounces depending on what you look at most played game in in the uk and that's going through youth sports right up through um, the ranks. It's, you know, it's not a niche. You, you walk down the street um, and you'll see kids walking around with a ball just in their hand. They've got a basketball. But it's, it's such an accessible sport. So many people play it. Um, but everywhere you go at the moment, it's just darts. I don't get it. Let's look, Sky I mean, I'm, for the I'm biased. For it. I know I'm biased. 
Yeah, but we, we of course we're biased. But at the same time, Sky are paying for the rights for it. That's fine. I uh, don't know why they don't do something with it. But at the same time... Exactly. Like, how, how good are you that you go, yeah, we've, we've got this great deal. We chuck it on YouTube. Oh, okay. Well, anyone could do that. So this is where like, we have to be... Uh, uh, I will be... Um, I'll stick my neck out on this one and say this is where maybe they have to be as the league you put your business hat on and you say we have a product people are buying our product so then our product goes back to our stakeholders who then make money so we are always conscious that we have ultimately a product and the product has to make money so you have that one thing if someone like Sky is buying in and some of these networks in America are buying in great because money's coming into the league and that's putting more value in the product and eventually building it into a bigger product. Fantastic. But the people who are actually paying for the tickets and people who are actually paying and the people who are actually going to be watching it, what what's the experience that they're getting? And that's where the gap seems to be. It's, um, you know, we'll, we'll make these accessibilities, but no one's putting it out there. Now, this is not a credit. This is not discredit, sorry, to the BBL League, um, the media team and stuff, because I think they do a brilliant job. And that was one thing, I, I don't know if you saw it or not, but the BBL, so for those who don't know, the BBL league is now paused for the championship. So what they do is between January and, and the end of January, it was all the month of January, basically, it turns into the BBL trophy. And what the BBL have done is they've changed their branding and all their branding has got like orange in it. So it's an orange logo in social media and there'll be orange flanks all around it. Whereas normally for the championship, it's all uh, black with the BBL logo. And I think that is such a simple, brilliant idea. I think they've absolutely nailed that there because it's such a distinctive colour. I had to double check. Am I on the right page here? Oh, yeah, I am. Oh, that is BBL. Of course, because it's for the trophy. So fair play to them for doing that. Now, are you aware of what's going on with the cup, sir? Or the trophy, should I say? Um... Yeah, you have to be careful not to call it the cup. I think it's just changed. Um, I am what? aware, but I don't have anything in front of me. Are you going to give everyone a rundown of I'll, like I will how it all works? Um, yes, I will. So, but firstly, you raised a good point. So there was a, I believe, a cup, and they've been that. That's gone now. It's just called the trophy. Yeah, that's turning. That's the replacement for that is the All Star Game. Yeah, and I, th- I want to say they're doing the All Star Game at the end of the season, but I could be wrong. Uh, it was March time. I like the fact that they're doing the cup around this time. The trophy, it, it, sir. The trophy. Sorry, the, oh God, I've just had a go. Yeah, you know, I just made the same mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like the fact that they do it mid-season. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah, but look. Can I, can I just add something to this? Yeah, go Something I, I picked up on what you said is that you said the difference between se- second and seventh was like, what, four points or something? Uh yeah oh no six points six points it's, and Caledonia have twenty six Leicester have twenty and if you look back through like the fixtures this season yep. we know teams like Surrey can beat London you know it's yeah. on any given day something might happen no yep. I know these are group stages so yep. there is room for error. But what I like about the BBL trophy coming up is everyone has a clean slate again, if you know what I mean. They do. Um, and that's what I like about it. And where the teams are so close, 
Yeah. It's just like you only need someone to dent London's crown. Yeah. Um, and anyone can win it. Yeah. Um, Look, London won the so, league yeah. last year. They didn't. They didn't win the uh, trophy. They did they? Yeah, I don't know when they went out, but yeah, I mean, that was Caledonia. Uh, we, I that think we we call it the shot, don't we? Yeah, that the was an shot. amazing shot. And I bet Caledonia um, are missing him not playing this year. I think he's playing out in Europe now. But um, the, the just actual... talking about Caledonia. Yes, I don't know if you picked up on this, but um, I'm next. I'll do it next week. I'll talk about it next week. But they've actually really oddly, we were talking about this maybe a month ago. Um, I did get a message from someone uh, that said, I wonder if they heard your podcast. Um, and they're released, or yeah, I think they're releasing or released their own tartan. Yeah. Um, I saw it, it looks really cool. There's like a video that goes alongside it um, on the release. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but I'll talk about that next week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that'd be cool. No, I, no I've, I've seen some pictures with people wearing stuff, but I didn't know it was a team tartan. There's that a, is, there's a Caledonia Gladiator tartan now. Oh, that is awesome. You've got to get that, surely. But, um, I mean, look. Yeah, maybe. It is um, it, it is very, like you say, it is very interesting. Um, so let's talk about the trophy then. The trophy is very, very simple. There's only 10 teams in the league. So what they've done is they've made group A and a group B, five teams in each. Everyone plays each other once. So every team effectively has four games. And these games are played in the same, I want to say kind of the same scheduling, the same sort of format as the championship has been. So we've got a game on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's when they usually play in the BBL and they're doing the same thing. And each week you'll be playing games effectively. So for the next three weeks, you've got sort of, it's like a group stage. You'll have stage one, stage two, stage three, effectively, um, over these next three weeks. The games are looking good. Um, the actual groups themselves, you've got Group A, which is Caledonia, Cheshire, Surrey, Sheffield, and Plymouth. So um, I'm gonna lie, that's, that's pretty harsh for Plymouth, really. <laughs> Uh, you know, like you said, they've still got a chance, but um, uh, Caledonia and Cheshire are pretty solid teams to have in there. Um, Group B, you've got London, Newcastle, Leicester, Bristol and Manchester. And I think, uh, you know, correct if I'm wrong, I think Group B could be one of the more even things. You think there, uh, you've got London, Newcastle, Leicester. But Newcastle and Leicester, they could do anything at any time. Bristol have had... You know, they've been up in third and then they go back down to sixth and they go back up again. So depending on injuries, depending on how they're playing. Uh, and Manchester, we've seen some great performances from, from some of the teams there. So I don't think London will have an easy ride in, in Group B, that's for sure. Yeah, if, if someone can get a loss, especially if it's early, yep. that's huge. But you know what? It'd be great if London did double for them as well. Oh, it would. Yeah, of course it would. Yeah, it'd be great for the league. It'd be great to say, look, these are this is the best team. Incidentally, London Lions have actually signed a, a guy from the NBA, a guy called De David Mweba. Um, and he's a forward. He used to play. He's played for like Chicago and all sorts. So um, I think he played like 200-odd games in the NBA. It's not like a... Um, 
Oh, I've only been there for one season or something. So he's a pretty seasoned guy. Houston Rockets, Brooklyn, Cavaliers, Chicago, and the Lakers over six seasons. And they've just signed him. I'm guessing because obviously uh, they've, they've had a lot of injuries. And they, they, yeah. I think you also have, I could be wrong, but I think you have, I don't know what the right word is, fluid is probably the word I'd use um, for players like you know from yep. contracts and stuff what i've heard like yeah people are moving to they europe can just go straight away yeah so that there is definitely know, someone from spain comes in they're off i wonder and i think you've raised a good point there with the bbl from what i've seen this year that was one of the things i was thinking about for a wrap-up was um the bbl seems well positioned as like a gateway into places like europe because some of the european teams you know they are huge teams like huge huge teams in big tough leagues so what's easier to come from a lower tier and work your way up that or maybe come from an outside league and jump in well if you're going to do that the bbl could be a place to do it and we're seeing some people who are taking contracts and then halfway through the season they're going to they're going out to europe or their contract they get moved on we're seeing a lot of that at the moment so I wonder if the BBL is just a very good feeder league. Which is nothing wrong it's with It's financials as well, isn't it? It is. Like you're a player and you're on, I don't know, say 50 grand a year. I, I think that's probably a lot maybe for some players. I don't know. But And then someone comes in and says, look, we'll give you 100 grand a year. You, you're off, aren't you? You've got family. No, no question. If you can move, you, you do it. You do the best you can do for everyone. And if you're going to play more, more importantly, if you're going to play more basketball as well, because, you know, then you have that argument, don't you? Would you rather have a million pounds be a, a season and be sat on the bench with the Lakers? Or would you rather have 500 grand a year but be playing uh, for someone like, I don't know, the Milwaukee Bucks or Pacers or let's go someone really small, someone terrible. Sacramento. I think everyone's different, isn't it? I yeah. mean, you remember like what Mark Jackson said, like he left the bbl yeah. to go and play in the nbl exactly because he wanted hands on know. he wanted hands on ball that yeah. was that was more important to him and uh yeah i, I suppose it's a bit of you know I, I guess having you know your integrity and your belief of what you want and just following it and you know rather than i'm just gonna sit with the money kind of thing yeah i mean i at the end of the day <clears throat> if you had a choice you want to hit the game-winning shot like that caledonia shot we just talked about you want to be the person hitting that shot to win a trophy or a championship. Every mm. basketball player would dream of doing that because that is just like, I want to hit that buzzer beater, bang. And sometimes you see people taking those four shots in games, which is just a bit like, it's mid -season. I don't know why this just popped in my head. Do you know what I did once? I was playing in a game and I had that shot. It was amazing, but it was a layup and I missed it. It was a layup <laughs> to win the game. <laughs> it was a layup to win the game. It was tied, oh, and I got around my man, got behind the basket, and was coming back. And it was kind of a, it wasn't a straight on layup. It was kind of a layup throwing behind me, and uh, it kind of just rimmed out. But it was like, oh man, we beat him in overtime. But yeah, I don't know why that just popped in my head. Missed the layup. I think that's probably the only buzzer beat <laughs> I've ever had. Well, the main thing with this trophy is you have these teams, everyone plays each other, so there'll be, you know, each team plays four games. At the end of that, the top two teams from Group A and top two teams from Group B, they go to semi-finals. And then at the semi-finals, it's, it's a knockout competition. So 
whoever wins then goes it's to like the final. It's like a final four weekend, right? What it is, and what they do is on the Saturday is the double header. So you have both semi-finals on the Saturday, and then whoever wins, they're playing on Sunday in the final. Nice. And yeah, that I mean that's a really and that's at the end of January. So what's re- again, what's really interesting is they've done it in season and they've stopped the championship. So the championship is on hold. None of these games are double championship games. Now that brings me to my question for you. When we covered the in-season tournament for the NBA, they made things a double, you know, double bubble, so to speak. This is a, 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 a an in-tournament game, but it also counts for the league. Obviously, we could, should they do that? Wow. Um, wow. I, the, this is the perfect example of, you know, they've stopped the league now. Uh, I think with the yeah, NBA, it's difficult the, because they've yeah, got so many they've games. they've got more teams. They've got, they got like 82 games in a season. So yeah. for them to add another, uh, what, seven games maybe for two teams or whatever it is, yeah. is quite significant. Um, well, so what sticks probably, I, I like the way the BBO are doing it. They, they've kept it separate. I like that way. I do think there is... Um, and an amazing opportunity that they've missed out with the BBL trophy. What's that? And that says, I like the whole setup. I think it sounds great. But... Don't you think it would be amazing, amazing to have a knockout round on a cut, like a couple of knockout rounds before where teams from the NBL can challenge to be a wild card in. Now they had that. So, that ha- yeah, that w- they did, and and you had teams like the Solent Kestrels beating big boys. So and I I went yeah. back to look at that because I knew you were going to bring it up. That was in the year of the pandemic, so that was the January twenty twenty, February and, and March. That was that was when that particular thing with the Kestrel was, and it was Kestrels. Uh, I think it was Worthing, Kestrels and Worthing Thunder, I believe. Um, and then there was a team from Ireland and a team, another team from Scotland, I believe. Those were the four teams that were invited from the NBL or other leagues to come and join in that cup. And what happened to the Kestrels? They got to the final. And they lost in overtime. Yep, overtime. Exactly. You know, the NBL teams, I've been following a couple of them, and it's just like, you never know. A one-off game, you never know what they could do. Someone has a, one team has a bad day, they have a good day, you never know. But, and I'm going I'm to put a, a, a giant but here, because they're not in the BBL, um, they're not part of that product. And the thing about this trophy is that someone like you know let's be fair you're looking at the bottom three teams plymouth manchester and surrey this is a good opportunity for them to get some silverware because you know they've they've got like plymouth have got six points they're not going to get anywhere near london on 44. they they literally oh, imagine how amazing it would be if pat riots lifted up the bbl trophy <laughs> We get some dog biscuits and put them in the trophy. So Pat Wright. That would be, be brilliant. Watching Pat Wrights lift that. I mean, look, you know, sorry, have had some great games this season. So have Manchester. It's just they just haven't fallen the right way. 
Um, and any of those teams could win it, potentially, like you say, just have an off day, someone has a good day, someone's in their flow state and it's all going great. If you then said, let's add some other teams who aren't part of that league, you're taking the, ch the chance away from, from these guys. Because as you mentioned, let's be fair, if, if teams could get relegated in this league, there might be some teams who are taking the place of, of Plymouth and Manchester from the NBL. Um, and they probably would give would give some of the other teams a bit of a, a run for their money because they're an unknown entity. Yeah, you're right. It is a BBL product. It's a pyramid of one. So if they opened it up, there's the chance that someone else could come in, you know, and take I, something away. Now, I BBL. wonder, now bear in mind, now maybe this is me being, yeah, me, but who was the first team that they uh, knocked out? Uh, the cash was knocked out. Oh, I have no idea. London Lions. Who oh, was it? Yeah. So when they knocked them, because they knocked them out, because you think, oh, yeah. They we're were good. like seventh in the league at the time, I think, or something like that. Yeah. No, yes. no, it's yeah. not against, this isn't a, a dig against London at all, by the way. This is just saying. So they knock them out, and then they knock out the next team, they knock, and then they play in the final. They play Cheshire, I think. You go, they play, they, it, they didn't have the, the easy route through. And like we've mentioned this before, and we mentioned it in the in-season tournament about Lakers had the easy route. <laughs> Some of the others didn't necessarily. Um, they didn't have the easy route. And Kessels came in and went, yeah. And that probably, if you're an owner of one of those BBL teams, you'd be sitting there going, who's invited this lot? Because they've just, they're ruining our party. Yeah, no, I get that. So, get and, that. and at the end of the day, they're the ones with money invested. So if someone is in the NBL is beating a BBL team, they should be getting into the BBL. Now I think what the BBL don't want to do is have teams come in and then leave like two years later because of the finances. Look, but, um, Aaron Ray in uh, Cheshire, I believe, he's a perfect example of that because he was, excuse me, one of the NBL players and he he stepped up to BBL and he's one of the league's best performers at the moment. He still is. He's very consistent and a lot of the, the team look at him. As a, as a you know a figurehead on his team and he's an, in brackets an NBL player but he's not clearly so maybe that's going to change the thought process but yeah so that's the NBA that's the uh, BBL trophy anyway and that's starting as of today that's starting tonight first game nice so that'd be a good one but the, you know it is a shame really when we look at this because you think could would it be different if um, the league was a bit closer? And uh, there was actually, um, I'm not sure, it was on social media somewhere, I saw a clip, but they were talking in one of the after shows about how does a team in the BBL go into this trophy process? Do you, are you looking at this and putting more effort in or lesser effort in or what is it? I'm a firm believer that if you score more points than the opposition, you will win. It's a good, it's a good mentality to have. <laughs> <laughs> you got to win your first game. That's what I'd okay, say. So you got to win your first game. First you lose ga the first game, it's like, well, yeah, we saw that with the in-season tournament. But, but again, like what I said is, this is fairly even. You know, with Lon London aren't starting games great. And they're coming back um, in the fourth quarter a lot. So I don't think they're going to walk this. Um, 
But I, I could be wrong on that. But I think I think this is open definitely for you know. Well, look, is this is the first seven teams to get people uh, frothing on this one? Um, the first games tonight, January the fourth. London Lions versus Newcastle Eagles. That's that's a good way to start it. Where? Copper box. Of course it is. <laughs> well, look, Newcastle almost stole a win. I want to say they were. Ah, uh, they cho- they choked. Five point five point five minutes left, and they were like. 12, 14 points up, something like that. Yeah, they choked. They choked on that one. Last time they were there. They they know they choked on that one as well. So they definitely know that they they, they could do something there potentially. And look, at the end of the day, playing in a in a big arena is, has got to be just be a good feeling, if nothing else. Um but then the well, next look, London are gonna be getting to the semis. I can't see in that in that the way they're playing at the moment, I cannot see that they're not going to be in the top two of their group. So, but right. once you get past that, who knows? But then, who knows? But then tomorrow, you've got you've got a few games. So you've got, and this is this is by the way, Group B. So tomorrow you've got Leicester Riders and Bristol Flyers. Now that could be a close one because they're like sixth and seventh, and you know, I'd like to see Bristol do well there. Um, but you know, maybe that's just a bit of favoritism there. Then after, and then the same, the same. You've then got Newcastle playing Manchester Giants back home, so playing in in Newcastle. Now, what's your thought on that? Because Newcastle are playing London tonight, and then tomorrow they're playing Manchester at home. That's a back to back. That's a tough double header for him. Yeah. Like Manchester will be well up for that. Yeah, exactly. Some if if you're Manchester guys, there, you know, you're going to be running at them, aren't you? You're going to be absolutely running everything at them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think everyone's kind of waiting for, like, for Newcastle to click. It was a fairly new team that got brought together. Yeah. And they did, they did start really gelling and they went on that like seven winning streak that seven game winning streak at one point and it was like ah they've hit they've hit they're winning here we go they've they've all started in jail now um oh who knows who knows i i think london will claim that first win yeah well the the only other game i think newcastle will claim again against manchester but it'll be tight well the other game you got tomorrow uh is caledonia versus cheshire that's massive (laughs) exactly that's massive that's where's that that's in Caledonia. It's play sport. Wow. I, I wonder mean, how they determine who's home and who's away for these games. I would. I was guessing, could be wrong, that it would be whoever's highest in the league, but it seems to be that way. Um, no, that's not true at all. Because if you look at like the Group B fixtures in like London, because we were just talking about it, I wonder like... If you looked at the team, if they were playing the two lower teams away, you would look at it and go, "You got the two higher teams at home." It was, it's a bit. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's drawn or how they work that out. But uh, yeah, I don't know actually. That is a good question. There is, maybe they must have done a draw or something. Um, that hasn't been publicly announced. Which you know, maybe they could involve the people on that or just mm. something. I know they do it for football, and I'll be honest, I've never watched a draw. Even when they do the. Uh, the rookie announcements yeah, and stuff. No, even the rookie stuff and that. And they're saying we're going to do the draw for who's got that. It it can get really boring. It's just like watching really boring bingo, isn't it? Like, 
Uh, the next oh, ball it, it is... It depends on who's on it. If you get someone like Rod Stewart drawing the numbers, he's always quite funny. He kind of reaches his arm up and then down, so he, he makes it a bit entertaining. Rod Stewart. Yeah, it's it's. Do look at it on YouTube. It's quite a famous thing that he does when he when okay. he draws the numbers out. Ah, uh, okay. It, uh, you'll, you'll, it'll put a smile. On, anyone who watches it will put a smile on your face. Just put Rod Stewart FA Cup draw, and that, you'll see how he does it. That is your nugget for the day, Rod Stewart. Yeah. picking the balls, lovely. But honestly, yeah. like I mean, you say that. So the next game for like the Leicester versus Bristol is at Morningside. Then the next one for the Newcastle is back at home. So you go, yeah, what decided that London's first game was going to be home and Newcastle's was going to be away? I, I, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a basis yeah. of where they are against the league, against each other in the league. I, I don't know, but either which way, Group B, have got more, Group B have got more games this week and Group A have only got the three. So just to round off what, what Group A games are, we've mentioned Caledonia-Cheshire. The next one, Surrey versus Sheffield. I think that'll be quite a nice nice game. Obviously, she- Surrey are quite close to us. I've actually liked watching Sheffield, although I hate their grey kit. But I, I've, I know you like it. But I, I really like their grey kit. I think I it, really I, like I bet it. it looks nice up close, but on the TV, it just looks like we're watching a black and white telly. It sort of it misses something. I don't know what it is, but up close, I've seen some pictures and it looks great. Um, but look, Surrey have had some great wins this this season and pulled some really, really. Cl- they've got lo- losses that are close. I know you mentioned it on a podcast a, a few weeks back. But some of these teams, you know, we look at the lo- wins and the losses, but they're only losing by like five or seven points. It's not they're not getting decimated. And um, the final game is Plymouth versus Caledonia, um, and that's in Plymouth. So if anyone. Dare I say, you know, Caledonia will be playing Cheshire in, uh, tomorrow, and then on Sunday they're going to be playing in Plymouth. Uh, it might, or Saturday rather, it might give them a bit of a culture shock. I don't know. That's a. Well, look, anyone, anyone can. I think they're going to the home of Pat Riots, Paul. It's a clean sheet. It's a clean sheet now. So it, that's the way all the teams are going to be looking at this. Like, look, here we go. And that's, that's exactly the what one been of the, reset. That's exactly what one of the presenters said. Like, you know, everyone's on zero at the moment. And we, yeah, and we got to remember he's a that. Okay. Yeah. And it is, he's I'm absolutely right. I'm not sure right. who it was. And uh, I'm still not convinced by the whole this green screen studio sort of thing. I don't know if I like that or not. Because uh, it just looks like a fake studio. You can tell. Um, but it's trying to look like the ones like we see where, you know, you've got Shaq and, and people on there. So I think most of it is now, Mark. Like you look <laughs> yeah, at no. match of the day, the classic match of the day. You look at that and that's a green screen other than the bit that that sat on. Um, look, I like the fact know, they're standing just... up rather than just sat down and all chatting. I do like that aspect of it, definitely. But um, I just don't like the CGI. Just have a nice background or make something look a bit more interesting i don't know that's just me but um i, I think that's you old school you want them sat at a, a gray desk going caledonia 88 lions 94 yeah is hell, that how you want it hell no <laughs> hell no but I, I do think they could actually just make a studio which is a basketball court and just be talking on the court while they're you know it, it just sounds really basic but i, I just think 
the CGI stuff doesn't come across um, as what it looks like it's trying too hard. It, they, you don't have to. The content's good enough. Um, I think that entire thing could be elevated, if I'm honest. It's, it's um, you know, coming back from Australia and seeing the NBL over there and how their league is set up and and how it runs and stuff and the support that they've got in place, the sponsorship they've got in place, but then all that goes with that is the media side of things. And yeah. it's just like, if the BBL could get half of what they have, we would be like going, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not giving away too much, but Paul did go to a game and we're going to, he's going to give a report on it. He went to a couple of games out there and, um, just when someone came around at halftime and gave you the stat sheet, you were like, this is great. <laughs> no, that's every quarter. You get the Sorry, box every scores every quarter. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be well happy um, with that, wouldn't you? Just getting a little box score every now and again. That's brilliant. Guy comes over, gives you the box score, and you're like, okay, awesome. You, you know, you, you're looking at a certain player going, you're one for 10 threes. I wonder. You know, that, that information is invaluable for... Um, well, definitely for the coaches and stuff like that, but for the media, you, you're then commentating, you know, this guy is 10% shooting at the moment. Like, you're focused on it then. And he goes to take a three and you're like, oh, okay, like, you know, what's the, should he be taking this shot? Yeah, that is, I mean, we're going to be doing something, aren't we? It's sort of nice segue, really, to what we've got coming up. Um, obviously, we mentioned that Australia and the shows over there. Well, we got, yeah, we got an Adelaide 36ers um episode coming soon and I, I would like to have done it this week but look i feel i need more energy to do it and it deserves more energy um you know the hospitality that i had um from that organization was you know absolutely amazing um so it i feel like you know let's let's do that next week that one and um you know i can give it the energy it deserves but yeah i can't sing enough of the praises of you know the the setup that they've got that they've got over there now you actually got um, you actually got me a hat and the hat yes which what i thought was it made me chuckle yesterday are you we, wearing it now <laughs> yeah but yesterday we put a post out uh about the old logos and it had the 76ers logo on there i was looking at it like damn Adelaide have literally taken the old 76ers logo and just made it a 36. It's so close. It is so close. Maybe uh, it was the other way around, Mark. Some could argue. <laughs> Maybe it's the other way around. I, I think Chuck and Dr. J might have other opinions on that, but yeah. Well, actually, uh, yeah, I was in rock that one for a while, the 76ers. But yeah, I, I mean, we've got so many shows that we want to do lined up, but what I would say is, if you're listening to this and you've got this far, bless you, let us know. Drop us an email, ukbasketballpodcast at gmail.com or go on to our socials and we're getting something up on next and Twitter and we're going to sort something out as a Facebook group if people think that's good. We might do a Discord channel, we're undecided yet. Uh, and of course, we've got Instagram as always. But drop us an, a message and let us know any sort of content and ideas you've got coming up. We've, we've had a few emails so far. Um, but we want more. We want more in the pot to plan out our year. Yeah, send send emails to Mark because it'll well annoy him if he gets a thousand emails. Yeah, and I'll forward them all to Paul just so it can annoy him. That would be funny. You go, I just got 10,000 emails come in this week. We're like, brilliant. Except. You've got to read every single one. Yeah, I'm going to say except now. 
I do not want any more people sending emails saying that we make basketball kits for your team. I don't know or how... Or CCTV. Or CCTV. I don't know how clearer we can be. We are not a basketball team. <laughs> I get that all the time. I get, because you're a sports announcer for the Portsmouth Force, can you tell us if you're interested in CCTV? It's like, what has that got to do with being like, <laughs> why would you think, yeah, let's go to the announcer? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. You love it. They, they um, You want video monitors all around so you can look at the crowd. Yeah. But what I would say um, to anyone listening now is there are some things coming up. You know, we're definitely doing the Adelaide 36ers. We've talked about, you know, maybe doing some... Um, NBA big teams or big moments. Um, so like the Showtime Lakers and, um, you know, the um, Dallas Mavericks championship, you know, run, stuff like that. Yep. But we have also got some interviews. Now, I don't like saying the names. No, no, can't sat. say it. Can't say it. Don't do it. Um, I'm not going to say any names, but because we've had people that have, you know, like really like, everyone would know who they are and then on the day they don't turn up or something comes up and they don't do it. So I don't really like to say names, but I have got uh, uh, some people coming in to be interviewed or we'll do the whole international online thing who are being interviewed. And I will go as far as say, Mark, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to be shaking. I don't know how to talk to these people because they're like absolute superstars in my eyes. That's as far as I'll go. Yeah, I'm going to be. Sh- my hands yeah. will be shaking when I'm when I'm talking to them. Yeah, when when we were uh, kids, and yeah, obviously John Sally and Rodman and the team came down, and you had you know you had those photos and stuff done. You were starstruck then. I think you, equally you'd be a starstruck with with these guys um, coming in. So we're hoping yeah. to make it all happen, yeah. and but we're looking for we'll others. See. We are looking for so if you are if you are a star as well or you were a star and you're listening drop us a line if you want us to interview you because you know we we always welcome having a chat about you know if you were famous in manchester giants history or famous in newcastle eagles or you 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 know happen to run the team or be the head coach or anything like that we'd love to have a chat with you because um there's so many great stories and you know we've said off air a few times when we're interviewing people it's sometimes the they're the the ones we personally enjoy the most you know oh yeah for sure because and and you you know i know when people listen to this they have the music so they don't really hear it the way we hear it in the studio but when we're in the studio you know when it's in something exciting is going on because you can hear a pin drop yes only us would feel that but it's a bit like um and it is yeah, a, it well, is a real studio names, as you well. Know what I'm talking about. It is a real studio, and people get a bit confused because they come in and go, "Oh, you have actually got a real booze." And it's like, "Yeah, but we're not two guys in a shed." <laughs> Although you're in bed, so you know. Well, I think 2024 will be amazing if we can get Pat Riots on. Ah, oh, Pat Riots. I mean, he would, what would he say? Woof and grr. That'd be great. That'd be great. Get Pat Wrightson. I'll have a chat with Blue on Saturday and see if he'll come. Amazing. Maybe even if it's just for some pictures. To how? But um, yeah, I um, I mean, 
I'm I'm fairly confident with this one. Um, but again, I don't I don't I don't. It's not certain until they turn up in the studio. But I'm fairly confident when I say we've got an ex BBL player coming in uh, in the next episode. So like next week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. And, I'd and say we're going to keep ex BBL and possibly future BBL. He's still young. Yeah. Still very young. So the good thing is that we've got. Um, Obviously, with the BBL stuff that we're going to be doing for the next month, it's going to be basically all about the trophy, the BBL trophy, because the league's on stand, or the championship, as they call it, is on standby. Um, NBA-wise, it's all just kicking up, kicking along down the road. We're reporting the NBA stuff as and when it turns up, but to be honest, nothing really exciting happening. Yeah, there's been a couple of trades, but... Uh, what? what are you talking about? Like the bronze three that was the two. That was well exciting. <laughs> so, it's... Uh, there's like I like the way that there's three different the camera different... angles, and every time you look at a different camera angle, you go, uh... yeah. And like the Laker fans or LeBron fans, they might uh, maybe do a little Photoshop on that line, and then some people who are like huge Jordan fans, they would Photoshop it. So you don't know what you're actually looking at, but um, those I, I'm assuming it's a two because those referees aren't getting the call wrong on the night uh, with that much pressure and and they're seeing all the camera angles I don't think they're getting that wrong but who no. knows I mean look <clears throat> the, the main thing is the, the trade deadline just for everyone who, who wants to know is I think it's like the 8th of February if I remember rightly um, yep got it in my notes here February the 8th is the trade deadline for this period going into you know the the main end of the nba because what everyone forgets is that when that in-season tournament kicked off we were talking like week six week seven <laughs> of the nba it wasn't you know we're still only sort of week 12 13 into it we're, we're not all we're not even halfway through the nba yet season so some of these trades at the moment uh, they're all right there's bigger things going on. You know, obviously we saw James Harden go in November. We've just seen uh, OJ Anubi. He he moved uh, to the Knicks from the Raptors. The Raptors got RJ Bennett and Emmanuel quickly. But the reason that that's quite a big one is because obviously Raptors are quite keen on moving players on. And you've got Pascal Siakam and he's obviously a ring holder. But he's, he's going to be free agency and Raptors, for historical purposes, if anyone doesn't know, they let Fred, Fred Van Fleet leave because his contract ran out and they didn't renew him. So he did become a free agent and then he just went to another team. So they got no money for him. And he was actually you know, a reasonably valuable player. Same thing obviously happened with Brunson with the Mavs. So teams are now thinking, well, we've got someone still in a contract. If we can trade them, we'll get something for them. And getting something for them is better than nothing. So yeah. everyone's eyeing up uh, Siakim as to what's going on because because the Raptors are clearly rebuilding and Knicks obviously are in that we want to get people mode. So that's you know mm. that's good. that's an interesting thing to watch and the some of the trade trades are going to be you know potentially interesting. Oh, Golden State going to blow up? Are they going to get rid of um, Chicago Bulls? Are going to get rid of Zach Levine? I mean, he's been at Chicago a long time. He's not going to do a lot there. I think if the Golden State is blowing up this year, it's it would be nice because then we could we then do a dynasty show on on them. That's kind of what I'm waiting for. <laughs> please, please we finish. We can't really do a dynasty show until they blow it up. 
So we basically want you to accept failure, <clears throat> and then we will no, capitalize. No, I'd love them to win. It. I'd love them to win this year. Really? Win the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Go on, stay. Get in through the playing or where it is, and then um, really win, win the whole damn thing. Get your number five. Actually, if they do that, then they're going to run it for another year, aren't they? No, hundred um, percent. If they did that, they bow. Done. That they end on that high. Yeah. I'm out. I, 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 I hope they get another one. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of people who could go somewhere. It's people like Jordan Poole when the, the Wizards have signed him. He's, he's not that doing as great there as he was in Golden State. Um, and also he's playing for Washington. Uh, have the Wizards ever been good? Even when Jordan was on the team, they were, they were crap. Um, <laughs> although they did get near the playoffs, I think, at one point. But still, uh, I just... No one's ever really played for Washington and done well out of that. So, I, I, wow. Well, I mean, look. I do remember Jordan's first shot for the Wizards was a brick. Yeah. As I remember staying up as an airball and waiting to watch it. Was it an airball? I remember airball. it was pretty like, oh wow, that's Jordan. Yeah, we were sat in the <clears> lounge <throat> and I made the joke saying it's going to be uh, an airball and it would throw up an airball and he did because at the time it was uh, not thrown under a bus, but it was it was that lady Claire Balding, I believe, who was the lady who was tasked with doing the commentary because oh, and she didn't know anything about she, the sport and she, yeah because she's a she does her, like the horse racing and everything so she literally has no she doesn't know anything yeah about that's basketball. really bad when you get people doing that we're like oh and that is a three-pointer yeah and, you, and you're like you really or the way they talk is like oh and that is a one-pointer you think exactly oh, come on just get someone who at least knows what the sport is uh, i generally Mark, you go, your time management for. is so poor my time this management. Was gonna be a yeah, you said this was going to be a five-minute call. Yeah. And it is like 50 minutes or something. Yeah, exactly. It's exciting. Well, if you weren't such a lazy sod, then we would have done this before. But, you know. Yeah, don't don't forget to beep out that my love towards the person on the plane. Well, I'm going to tell them that you told them to go <laughs> themselves. And... Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Do that. Really? You want that? You want them to just go <laughs> themselves? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. Well, either which way, that brings us into this episode. And I reckon next one we're going to be doing is the next one Adelaide or the one after? Uh, it'll be next week at some point, won't it? Cool. All right. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for listening. If you haven't listened to any of our episodes, go back and check them out. We've got 55 episodes out at the moment, which is quite staggering. Um, listen wow. to us on any of our streaming services. We're all out there everywhere. We're going to be more on YouTube in the next few weeks, so keep an eye out for that. I have been Mark and Paul. Can you tell me about the badminton courts in Australia? Oh, they don't have any. Well, I didn't see any. And um, The way I feel about, at the moment, my enthusiasm for that. Uh, for badminton is probably up there with the rest of the world's enthusiasm for that in quotes sport good night